Several doctors swallowed some Legos for science. A rare asteroid may be worth 70,000 times the global economy, and NASA is going to explore it. In Japan, a fish commits credit card fraud on an owner using a Nintendo Switch. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. Hope you had a great weekend. I got three strange weird news segments from around the world for you. For you. Doctors have conducted a Lego swallowing experiment. Here are the findings. It's the sound of science. Doctors doing some major science here, finding out what happens when you swallow Legos. I, I thought we already knew what happened. You, know, you poop them out. Everyone's laughs at what's in the toilet. You're embarrassed, and then you go about your life. Maybe there's something I'm missing here. Let's learn a little bit about swallowing Legos. It says here, when Dr. Andy Tag was a toddler, he swallowed a Lego. Actually, two. They were stuck together. Here's a quote from this Dr. Andy. Well, I thought, well, just put it in your mouth and try and get your teeth between the little pieces. Next thing I knew, it went down the hatch. As an emergency physician at Western Health in Melbourne, Australia... Andy says he meets a lot of anxious patients and parents. Uh, we have children that oftentimes succumb to the impulse to put Legos in their mouth and then uh, a small percentage of them accidentally swallow these Legos. The vast majority of these children simply pass the object through their stool within a day or so. Still, Dr. Andy wondered whether there was a way to spare parents from needless worry. Sure. You can reassure parents one by one that they probably don't need to come to the emergency room for this or, worse yet, dig through their kid's poop in search of these everyday objects. But Dr. Andy and five other pediatricians wondered, is there a way to get this message out through science? The six doctors devised an experiment and they published the results. So each of them swallowed a Lego head. A little tiny plastic head of a Lego guy, right? Or a Lego gal or a non-binary Lego person. <laughs> then they wrote about the experiment for a website called The Defector. I don't know what that is. They wanted to basically see how long it took to swallow and excrete a plastic toy. Now, we have here the chart of the journey of these six Lego heads and what came out on the other side. The study excluded three criteria. One, a previous gastrointestinal surgery. Two, the inability to ingest foreign objects. Three, an aversion to searching through fecal matter. Researchers then measured the time it took for the gulped Lego heads to pass through these doctors. The time interval was given a found and retrieved time, also known as a FART score, F-A-R-T. Dr. Andy and his collaborators also wanted to raise awareness about a few types of objects that are, in fact, pretty hazardous to kids if swallowed. An important one is button batteries, the small, round, wafer-shaped batteries often found in children's electronic toys. Dr. Andy wants you to know that button batteries can actually burn through an esophagus in only a couple of hours, so they're very, very dangerous, very different from swallowing a coin or even a Lego head. So what were some of the things that they learned about this experiment? Well, ordinarily, you don't have to worry about a very tiny plastic head 
passing through. Objects one inch, 25 millimeters or larger, often cause problems, though. Quarters, 24 millimeters, are included in that. These large objects can get stuck in the esophagus. The esophagus is the tube between the mouth and the stomach. Symptoms of a block esophagus are trouble swallowing and chest pains and throat pains. Child may gag or vomit. In addition to large objects, batteries, magnets, and sharp objects can also cause problems. As you know, children younger than two years are at increased risk of objects getting stuck, no matter how small. So it's also age-dependent. Now, what they say to do when a small, harmless object like this little Lego head is swallowed, there's some options here. Option one, do nothing. No x-ray, no checking the stools. They assume the object is in the stomach and will pass unless a child develops some simple uh, symptoms, such as stomach pain or vomiting. Option number two, check all stools for the object, if you must. If object hasn't passed in the stool by three days, get an x-ray. Option three, get an x-ray on all patients. This can be done to be sure the object is in the stomach. For harmless objects, the x-ray can be delayed for 24 hours. The reason being the object is more likely to reach the stomach after a night's sleep. Well, so I guess at the end of the day, you can swallow a very small Lego guy head and maybe even small little Lego blocks. Anything bigger than an inch, though, you, you want to take some precautions at that point, or at least monitor the situation. I don't know much about this because I don't own any, any children. Um, but I do recall being a child and swallowing a lot of things. I had a terrible habit where I was chewing and swallowing my gum for quite some time. I imagine I still have some gum in my intestines down there. Um, but I think this is helpful to know this. And I like that the doctors actually inserted themselves into the experiment. I like when they put their life on, not that they were putting their life on the line, but they certainly were um, donating their body for science. And I, I like that, that they were involved in that. NASA is about to explore a very valuable asteroid. NASA's mission to an asteroid that could be worth 70,000 times the entire global economy is expected to begin this year. The space agency decided back in 2017 that humankind would benefit from a closer look at 16 Psyche. The Psyche mission was initially slated to take place at the end of 2022, but was delayed due to developmental problems. NASA is now planning to launch the Psyche spacecraft this October. The vessel should reach the ultra-valuable asteroid in August 2029. Here's everything we know so far about this Psyche asteroid, the upcoming Psyche mission, and the Psyche spacecraft itself. What is 16 Psyche? Well, this asteroid is named after the Greek goddess of the soul. Psyche was discovered by an Italian astronomer, Annabelle de Gasparas, on March 17, 1852. The giant M-type asteroid is thought to be the partial core of a small planet that failed to fully form during the earliest days of our solar system. This is a metal-rich asteroid. It's about the size of Massachusetts, my home state, and shaped somewhat like a potato. Its average diameter is 140 miles, or roughly the dis distance between Los Angeles and San Diego. The asteroid orbits between Mars and Jupiter at a distance ranging from 235 million to 309 million miles from the Sun. There was a study published by the Planetary Science Journal a couple of years ago suggesting that Psyche, the asteroid, is made almost entirely of iron and nickel. That is why it is so valuable. This metallic composition sets it apart from other asteroids that are usually comprised of simply rock or ice and could suggest it was originally part of a planetary core. 
that would not only represent a momentous discovery, it's key to Psyche's potential astronomical value. NASA scientist Lindsay Elkins Tanton calculated that the iron in the asteroid alone could be worth as much as 10,000 quadrillion dollars. Yes, 10,000 quadrillion dollars. I didn't even know quadrillion was a number, but I'm reading that correctly. It says quadrillion. For context, the entire global economy is worth roughly $110 trillion as of me reading this article. Now, Psyche isn't the only valuable rock floating in space. NASA says the belt of asteroids between Mars and Jupiter holds mineral wealth equivalent to about $100 billion for every individual on Earth. Mining the precious metals within each asteroid and successfully getting them back down to Earth is the difficult part. Then you have the whole supply and demand conundrum that could drive the price of specific metals up or down. So they're going to leave the complexities of space mining for another day, but it is something we'll have to grapple with at some point as we deplete the Earth of minerals. They plan on examining Psyche, though, for many reasons. In addition to the valuable minerals, the mission could also provide insights into the formation of our solar system and the planetary systems around other stars. According to NASA, this marks humanity's first exploration of a world made largely of metal. The Psyche spacecraft will use special tools to identify the types of materials that make up the asteroid. Is it actually iron and nickel, for instance, or is it something else? The craft will also measure Psyche's gravity and magnetic field and ascertain the asteroid's topography. All of this will tell us more about Psyche's formation, history, and evolution. NASA says the total mission costs for Psyche, including their rocket, are approximately $985 million. A total of $717 million have been spent on the project as of last July, which is really a pittance compared to that 10,000 quadrillion buckos. This is all very fascinating, and it, it makes me ponder the future of humanity, which will obviously involve space travel and sort of like... There was a move out west during the gold rush. We might see a move way out into space where individuals are going out there to mine and check out these various asteroids that are just floating around out there um, to, dis to you know, hopefully claim their own riches at some point. It's a fascinating idea anyways. Could be the topic of a sci-fi novel if it hasn't been already. In Japan, someone's pet fish ran up a bill on their credit card. Here's something you don't see every day. Pet Fish, playing a video game in Japan, managed to log on to the Nintendo Switch store, change their owner's avatar, set up a PayPal account, and rack up a credit card bill. This was all live-streamed in real time as well. The fish in question belongs to a YouTuber known as Mutakimaru whose YouTube channel is very popular with the gaming community for its videos featuring groups of Tetra fish that, quote, play video games. You're wondering, like, how can a fish play a video game? Well, Mutakimaru installed some sophisticated motion detection tracking software in the fish tanks because he's got a lot of time on his hands. This enabled the fish to remotely control a Nintendo Switch console. Sounds like a lonely guy who just wanted someone to play video games with and was like, you know what, my dumbass fish can play if I just put in some sophisticated motion detection tracking software. But the technology and the fish's apparent mastery of it led to an unexpected turn of events while Mutakimaru was live-streaming a game of Pokemon. 
Muta Kimaru stepped away for a break when the game crashed due to a system error, and the console returned to the home screen. But the fish carried on swimming, like fish tend to do, and seemingly continued to control the console remotely from their fish tank. During the next several hours, the fish managed to change the name of their owner's Switch account before twice logging into the Nintendo store where users can purchase games and other downloadable content. They managed to check legal terms and conditions. They downloaded a new avatar and even set up a PayPal account from the Switch, sending an email out to their owner in the process. But things didn't even end there. The fish continued. They were seen adding 500 yen, which is $4 approximately, to Mutakimaro's Switch account from his credit card during the live stream, exposing his credit card details in the process. Now, as all of this was being live streamed, of course, thousands of comments from viewers started pouring in. They were witnessing the unintended takeover being broadcast on the channel, and the incident immediately went viral where thousands of Japanese users shared their amusement at the fish. Muta Kimaro later said he had contacted Nintendo to explain what happened and asked for a refund of his 500 yen. It doesn't indicate whether he got that. Well, this is very concerning because uh, not only do you have to worry about hackers and spam accounts out there, you know, crypto scams, romance scammers people out there trying to get your money get your passwords you now you have to worry about your pets man stealing your shit Yay! hello my listeners thank you for spending some time with the weird af news podcast on this monday i appreciate it very much i hope you had a nice weekend i want to thank everybody who messaged me over the weekend sent me florida stories i hope you enjoyed the florida friday episode as well, you can always send me stuff to funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also call the show, 646-450-2012. I'm on Instagram at funnyjones. If you want to DM me anything as well, just say hi. That's okay. Uh, I want to give thanks and praise to a couple new patrons uh, that landed over the weekend, and I'm very grateful. We have Doug Wansbro or Waynesboro. Wayne's bro, Wayne's bro, <laughs> Wands bro, I think it might be. Either way, Doug, super guy. He uh, just became a patron, and I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon, Doug. Thanks for showing support for the podcast and the show. I hope you enjoy the extra weird AF content that is within there, and you know I appreciate that so much. Um, joining Doug is Michael Horitzauer. I, I hope I'm saying this right. Horitzauer. Uh, Michael joined the Patreon and wrote me a nice email along with it. Wrote, Jonesy, I did it. I finally joined the Patreon like I threatened I would when I last made contact. Sorry for the delay in the coffee I promised to buy, but thought I'd make up for it by buying one every month by joining the Patreon. I'm super excited to check out the extra content and whether the alligator song is somewhere in there available for download, LOL. Good luck with your podcast and good luck with your Monday and good luck with your life, man. Michael Horitzer from Cape Town, South Africa. Look at that. All the way in Cape Town, South Africa. Michael, I got to get over there, man, one of these days. I'm going to crash on your couch, bro. Thank you for supporting and joining the Patreon, buying me a coffee every month. That's pretty cool, man. I appreciate the support. And I will email you the Alligator Everywhere song as an MP3. I will respond to this email. Um, If anybody wants the Alligator song, just email me, funnyjones at Gmail. I'll attach it as an MP3. You can have it. Do what you will with it. Um, I'm glad that people enjoy it. (laughs) I 
I should update it and write a new one. It's uh, it's quite old, but I still get a kick out of it, and it seems like other people do as well. So if you want it, you want to use it as a ringtone, I don't know what you want to do with it. Do what you will with it. I'll email it to anybody. Funnyjones at Gmail. So big shout out to Doug and Michael. You guys can join the Patreon like they did uh, by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or the website weirdafnews.com. Click on the Patreon banner. That's pretty easy. Um, I appreciate the support. Of course, uh, we're dealing with um, hard financial times. So those of you who cannot afford to to, uh, donate to the show, no problem at all. Uh, You can help me out by writing a a good review. I got a really bad review this morning. Don't feel like reading it. But uh, leave a review of the show. That would be supremely helpful. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or Amazon. Um, And Spotify, you can leave some stars if you'd like to do that. That would be helpful. And it doesn't cost you anything but a couple minutes of your time. Um, thank you guys for your support ongoing. I appreciate it so very much. Look forward to a whole week of weird news Monday through Friday per usual. And yeah, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. Take care, y'all.